Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z, the ultimate guide for real estate investors. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. We cover everything you need to know from finding and analyzing properties to financing and managing your investments. Tune in every week for expert insights and tips so you can make your commercial real estate dreams come true. And in today's episode, we are continuing our conversation with Chad Griffiths. We are chatting about what is the state of the industrial asset class. And we're also going to be touching on the fact that loans are coming up. People are going from 4% interest rates to a surprising 7 or 8% now if they had a 3 to 5 year fixed. And what are some options? What are some ideas that we could come up with? Chad is a partner at NAI Commercial Real Estate. He has been in the space for almost two decades. Here we go. So we were chatting before the beginning of the interview about, you know, what's happening in the market and um, things are starting to get potentially spicy. Why don't you go over what is happening in your world so that people that might be going through the same thing understand that they're not alone, first of all. <laughs> Spicy is a great way of describing it. It's, it, it. It does feel that way right now. So my overarching investment philosophy, and I try to share this with as many people as possible because I think it's just the healthiest way to look at real estate investing. So I'm a very long-term investor. I would almost like to think that I have infinite money, uh, no, not infinite amount of money, but infinite money timeline. Like I, I there's some properties that I don't ever want to sell. Like it might go to future generations because anytime I buy a property, I want, that's one of the litmus tests I have is, will I be comfortable owning this property in 10 years as I will to today? And that type of mentality, it largely smooths out these aberrations that we're going through. And I think that this is going to be a painful aberration. I think that this will sting a lot of people, but I also think this is going to be temporary. And you and I talked uh, before as well. I, I don't see interest rates being able to sustain this high going much past 2023. Just all the governments that are sitting on so much debt, all the corporations, all the households, by design, they're trying to curb inflation by pulling the uh, interest rate lever, but it's making everything very expensive. And I do think that they'll pull that lever too hard. And before we know it, we're going to have recessionary pressure. And and then that comes with political implications. It's very hard to get reelected uh, for a politician if they're in, in this deep recession. So I think we'll start seeing all sorts of promises coming out next year, whether it's the other side saying, well, we're going to lower interest rates and we're going to stimulate the economy. And then the incumbents are going to say, well, we're going to do the same thing. So I I think we live largely in a political cycle more than an economic cycle now, because there's, the, these, there's too many people pulling levers to try and get themselves elected. So I, th I don't think this is going to be long-term. Uh, so in the grand scheme of most of our properties, we have one property coming up for a, for a mortgage renewal next year, and then some more in 2024. So that one that's coming up, that could cause some heartburn, but we've owned that property for five years now. Uh, we've paid off a good chunk of the mortgage. We've cash flowed all the way through, and we plan on owning that property 10, 20 years still. So over that investment time horizon, if we see a blip, which I think we're already in, I think looking back 10 years from now, there'll probably be this like noticeable dip where the economy just looked 
were spicy will largely look at it and be like, yeah, that was a blip. But in the grand scheme of things, who cares? The market's always going to ebb and flow. So for that patient long-term money, I'm not concerned. There are scenarios for people in the short term where there could be some pain in the near forecast. And that's people with mortgages coming up right away. So anybody that has a mortgage coming up in the next six months, you're going to be in for some sticker shock compared to what you would have had, whether you did a three, five-year term mortgage before. That could be painful. And then people that have tenants coming up for renewal in properties that perhaps have some issues. And the industrial market as a whole is pretty strong, especially in port markets, sub 1% vacancy rate. I don't think that they're going to have issues, but there's some of that older property. It might not even be industrial. One that actually would really worry me just without going too off on a, on a tangent is office space. I, I would be very nervous to own office space right now. Look at the scenario that they're faced with. Let's say somebody bought an office property in 2018 and they got a 4% mortgage. Let's just use some round numbers. Now they're coming through COVID. So I'm I'm fairly convinced that most office users are going to at least evaluate whether they need the amount of space that they have. So I think a lot of companies will consider downsizing. So you potentially have more vacancy coming up. You're going to have downward pressure on your lease rates just because there's more overall vacancy. And you could potentially see a 250 basis point increase in your mortgage. That is not a good situation. So for an office user with their mortgage coming up this year, I'd be nervous. And then the last point I make, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this two-step. The last point that I make is it's hard getting deals to pencil right now. Interest rates have gone up, what is it, is it 400 basis points now from the low? I think it was either 350 or 400 basis points from the low. That's anytime the interest rates go up like that, the, the market has to respond in terms of like a either just cap rate or overall market valuation. And it still seems like a lot of sellers are stubbornly holding to their prices that they thought the building was worth in 2021. And in reality, there's there, there's there's been a major impact to the market and it hasn't caught up yet. So it's I'm finding it very hard to actually get deals together. That that bid ask spread between buyers and sellers seems to be pretty high right now. Absolutely. May, may God be with everybody that has a mortgage coming up next year. Mm -hmm. So what would you do in that in that scenario? Like, what are your thoughts if, if for someone having a mortgage come up, what do you do? I would probably raise money to pay that mortgage for the next couple of years, borrow from whoever you may need to borrow. Uh, even credit card potentially. You know, there are several credit cards out there that you, know, you do not pay any interest for a year. I would potentially do that if I believe that the rates are going to be going down. And so that would be a backup plan or start selling, looking at partnerships. We got to do what we got to do. And uh, it's also part of all the preparation that we all have been talking over the last five years, right? That people have been thinking, oh, the recession is around the corner, right? So the people that have not prepared and they bought at 4% cap rates, 20% down, that's not on us because the, the wise investors have been warning people about this. So it takes 10% vacancy to really destroy a deal, right, on a recession. So if people do not underwrite for that, they should have done their homework. So... A lot of people benefited over the last five years, but the ones that kept being super aggressive, 
you might need to take some money out of the the benefit that you got over the last five years and put into these deals that might be suffering for the next couple of years, in my opinion. Yeah, well said. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. I think that was fantastic. Uh, we'd love to chat with you for hours, but how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, YouTube's probably the best way. I love talking about industrial real estate. So they YouTube introduced handles now, so it's actually a lot easier to say the channel oh. name. It's just in, at industrialize, and uh, that's the best way to find me. Or I'm pretty active on LinkedIn too. So if anyone wants to connect on there, I'm more than happy to. And I will make sure that all of these links are on their show notes. Thank you so much, Chad. Thanks again, Steph. Always great to chat with you. I would love to hear what are some of the questions that you guys have so we can start answering them on the podcast. Feel free to reach out to me via LinkedIn or at monicarlorei.com and I will see you next time.